listening to the Market Your Message podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping message-driven coaches become recognized thought leaders who make more impact and income by sharing their stories and skills. I'm your host, Niala Thorpe, and I'll be your guide to mastering marketing and monetizing your unique message. Each week, I share with you techniques and tools to turn your overcomplicated business into the right structure, strategy, and system that'll catapult your results and position you for prosperity. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. I am super excited to be back with another interview in our summer interview series. If this is your first time seeing our interview series, let me bring you up to speed. So this summer, I decided to interview some of my favorite entrepreneurs so we can talk all about what's going on in the coaching and consulting industry for 2022, all the changes that we've experienced and the changes that we know are coming, okay? So welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Niala Thorpe, CEO of Market Your Message. And today I am here with Letitia Styles. Now, her friends get to call her Tish. I like to call her Tish, okay? <laughs> Letitia is a marketing expert and mentor to high achievers. Um, what she does is really helps entrepreneurs shift subconscious blocks so they can raise their rates and gain the confidence that they need to create massive profits in their business. Tish has been featured in notable publications like Forbes, Fast Company, and Business Insider. I personally, that's her, that's her professional bio, guys, but I personally have known Tish for years in this industry, so I am bringing you someone who knows her stuff. And whenever she opens her mouth, you are going to get some goodness. So make sure you take out your pen and your pad <laughs> and get ready to take some notes. Okay. All right. Hey, Tish. Welcome. Hey, Niala. How are you? Thank you for that warm, warm welcome. <laughs> you know, I had to give it to you, warm girl. <laughs> so it's I'm been excited. a long yeah, it's been a long time since we've been able to have an open conversation like this for yeah. our audience. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make sure that I pin some of our old interviews and discussions below because you'll also want to see the evolution and conversation here. Okay. Um, so Tish, here's my first question for you. Ready? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm ready. How has business changed for you since the pandemic? Yeah. Uh, I, that's a great question. I know we kind of started uh, chatting about that a little bit before we started the recording. I feel like, you know, with the pandemic, uh, you know, things did not change immediately. Right. So in 2020, when the world kind of first started shutting down, I actually had just hosted my retreat in February of 2020. And I was still making plans to host it in February, 2021. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I just made it and hopefully we'll be good by next year. So that year in 2020, honestly, not a whole lot changed with the exception of more people were paying attention to achieving their own goals. So actually business increased that year. Um, I, I had a, a really good year that year and um, I was like, okay, this is great. You know, everybody's got their extra stimmies. Like, let's do it. You know, let's <laughs> just, you know, keep pushing because, you know, one of the things I've always um, stated to myself, or especially as soon as it happened, I was like, well, millionaires are created during recessions. Yeah. You know, I graduated into the last recession. You're familiar with what happened around that time. 
there were people who succeeded in spite of. So I just decided to be one of those people. And I just kind of kept moving forward and tried to ignore as, as much as possible. Um, and then 2021 came around and obviously I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not hosting the retreat this year. So I knew that that I was going to take a revenue hit there because the retreat is, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice chunk of change, right? Yeah. It's a, a good opportunity to go out of the country and, and uh, spend some deep quality time with clients. So, you know, once again, I decided that this doesn't have to break my business. So, you know, what else are we going to do? And uh, 2021 was actually even better than 2020. So I was like, okay, great. And now we're moving into 2022, which is, you know, we're finally kind of hitting the, you know, recession from a, um, from a standpoint of looking at the numbers. Right. And I would say like, what's changed this year, honestly, is I feel that people have just become a lot more judicious with their dollars, meaning that they want to see that there's someone they can trust. So there's not as much money flying around, right. The, you know, the, the money that was coming out as a result of the recession is no longer there. So people are just being a lot more judicious with their dollars. They're still looking to make a change in their life, but what they want to know is, can I trust the person that I'm, I'm going to invest with? Am I just going to waste this money or spend it and not actually get a return? Yeah. And is this really where I want to focus? Before, maybe they, there were a couple of things that were like, okay, I want to do all these things. But now it's like every dollar has a purpose and a mission. And I think that's a good thing, honestly. Um, so that's kind of what I've been been seeing kind of a long-winded answer, but that's, that's what it is. <laughs> no, I, I have to agree with you that that's what I've been seeing too. Um, people are being more careful. Um, mm -hmm. I think that there has been a group of entrepreneurs right now that are more building their marketing around fear, like fear-based marketing, mm -hmm. where we should be afraid of this instead of we should prepare for this. Um, yep. So I'm glad that you actually touched that button that millionaires are made in a recession. So there's really nothing to be afraid afraid of, you know, it's just about making more strategic and intentional, you know, um, decisions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you brought up something else. Um, and it kind of brings me to this question, um, which is, you know, we work, we both work with high pop with high paying clients. And yep. we are both working in the industry where we're helping people get high paying clients. So of course, when you start entering into a recession, it's only natural that you start to wonder, are you still going to be able to attract and convert high paying clients with this market change? So that's my question for you, Tish. What changes do you feel we have to make as business owners to be able to still attract the level of clients that we're looking for? That's a great question. And one thing that I will say is that there's a client at every level. So I want to say that for someone who's listening to this, who is like, there's no way that people are going to still spend $10,000, $20,000, whatever it is because of quote unquote recession. And so what I'll say to that is like, there's always a client at every level. There's a client who's you know, it's tough for them to invest $30. There's a client who's stretching to invest 3000 and there's a client who's, you know, prepared to invest, you know, 10,000, 20,000 plus. And what I would say, as far as trying to make sure that we are, you know, mastering our marketing around this time frame to still attract high paying clients is understand that you have to put yourself in a category of one. If you are the one that people are seeking out for your specific thing, 
and you're the only one who has that, then there's no competition and therefore they have to come to you. And on top of that, understanding that you have to be able to deliver at that level, right? So um, one thing that I, I am kind of enjoying from this is that some of the people who kind of popped up who were like, you know, I made $30,000 last month and now I can help you too, right? And it was like their only time that they did it. Yeah. That was, you saw that a lot in like a 2020, lot. 2021, like they all started popping up. And so now because there's a lot more competition, you're starting to see them fade out because they don't have the longevity. They don't have the history. They don't have the, uh, the ability to serve clients at that highest level because it was just, it was a kind of a fluke, you know, for lack of a better word. And so yeah. that's what I, um, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that you just really need to make sure that you're in a category of one yourself. And you also need to be prepared to, you know, to work with clients who are expecting the best and are willing to invest for it for the best. And there's always a client at every, every level, no matter which level you choose. That's good. Um, so I know that one of the things you specialize in is really helping people with raising their rates. Um, mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about repositioning, right? Because again, this kind of just flows off of our last, you know, question. And, and you know what, before I even get there, I totally agree that, in the last two years, we've seen what I like to call fly-by-night entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't any validity to what people have been able to do because the market did change. There was stimulus yep. money out there, right? Um, mm -hmm. I just think that there are some people, and bringing up the marketing, there are some people who know marketing, and then yep. there are some people who do not. And so the question for everybody who's listening or even the focus right now is, are you willing to learn a skill that will never change regardless to what's going on in the market? And that's yeah. learning how to market, right? Okay. Had to add that in. I had to add that in. All right. So when it comes to repositioning, mm -hmm. how do one reposition themselves to be able to attract more quality clients? Um, so I would say the first thing I was, I give people three things. I say, you know, reposition yourself, reposition your services and reposition your actions. So the first thing of repositioning yourself is understanding like attracts, like you're going to attract, you know, not, um, what you desire, but who you are. Mm -hmm. And so if someone sees you and they don't recognize themselves in you, then they're likely to move on to the next person. So um, that'll be the first thing. And I, I won't dig too deep into that. We can go a little bit deeper into that if you want, but understanding that you have to be the person that you want to attract. Um, so that's repositioning yourself. And a lot of that also digs down into like some of the subconscious blocks and things that, uh, you know, you might need to work on before you're prepared to, uh, you know, even charge a higher rate. Um, and then the second thing is to reposition your services, which is to make sure that you do have um, an offer that is speaking to that highest quality client, something that is not only designed for them, but is tr like truly encapsulates what they need, uh, their pain points, their desires, and it just speaks to them in a way that they say, okay, that's exactly for me. And this is exactly the person that I want to work with. And then the last thing is to reposition your actions, which is if you truly desire to 
start attracting um, high quality clients or make sure that you stay in that, right? If you've already been doing it, you're like, I don't want to lose it. Then you need to understand that your actions have to follow your decision. If there's something that you decide, but you don't take an action behind it, then it's not actually a decision. It's just a, it's just a wish or a dream. So if you, you know, one, one example I'll, I'll give for myself is that Um, there's a program that I just put together. Um, It's my first 70K coaching package. And as I put it together, I'm like, okay, like what, like, what do I need to do in these areas? Reposition myself, reposition my service and reposition my actions. And for me, there's a mentor that I've been wanting to work with for a long time in one of her, um, you know, highest, highest programs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that was like, all right, if this is my decision, if this is what I'm doing, like, I need to back myself to say, like, I'm confident enough in myself to take this action. And therefore that is what allows me to, um, to step up to that next level, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, those are the three things that I would say for anyone who wants to, um, who wants to continue booking high, high quality clients. Yeah. Become, I love that. So first become who you want to attract. That's Mm -hmm. something that I say a lot. Um, And also when you mentioned about investing, whenever it's time for you to up level in your own business, you should be also up leveling in where you invest. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it also, for me, I know that every time I invest, I get a boost of confidence. It's like, you can't say nothing because I'm doing it. So I'm gonna tell you to do it, right? So I get it, I understand. Okay, so here's my final, or maybe I have one more coming, but here's the next question. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of shift into marketing strategies that you think are here to stay. Um, We're moving into a new season where, like you said, we see things fizzling out since the pandemic and we're moving into a new market. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think is the marketing strategy that coaches and consultants should be putting their attention to right now? Funny you should ask that because what I've actually been seeing is some things that were working several years ago are starting to work again, surprisingly. So you've been seeing the same thing. So, you know, the you know, a couple of years ago, one of the best things that you could do was provide a, um, a free training online yeah. and run an ad to it. And you could get like really inexpensive leads, like yeah. under a couple dollars. And then they would filter out through to, you know, your next programs or whatnot. And then everyone started doing it. So the market got crowded and those is stopped, stopped really working. So then like people started doing other things and, and, you know, there's, kind of this wave of, you know, this is working and then now it's not and et cetera, et cetera. So there's some of the things that were working are working again. And uh, some of the things that just recently were working are not working anymore. So I would say one of the things that you can do to really recession proof your marketing or make sure that your marketing stands the test of time is really focus on the basics of marketing, which is what are you offering? (laughs) Who are you offering it to? What's your unique selling proposition? Um, you know, how are you going to promote it? What's the price? Like whatever the five, with five P's of marketing, mm-hmm. which I don't know by heart. You I didn't graduate with a marketing one degree. Or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Einstein said, don't keep things in your brain that you can look up. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> if I need it, I'll just look it up. Right. Um, but it's really just that, like going back to the basics and the tactics and the strategies might change. Like we might use TikTok, for example, or we might use YouTube, for example, we might use, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever platform happens to come up clubhouse, whatever, it doesn't matter. What matters is 
do you know who you are? Do you know who you want to attract? Do you want to know how you, do you know how you actually bring them in, how you provide value and then how you receive that value back in exchange? That's really it. Totally, totally hit the nail with that one. Um, I always talk about foundations is what people don't like to speak about, but it's the mm -hmm. truth. It never changes. So like what you're saying in terms of knowing, you know, pretty much your business structure, right? Like who do you yep. serve? What do you sell? Your message? All of that thing. All of that is what matters. Um, and then I think skill sets matter, right? Mm. Um, so I, I always talk about this, that I learned how to sell when I used to sell vacuums, Kirby uh, vacuums mm -hmm. door to door. Um, and, and it's not that I learned how to sell, it's that I learned how to do a presentation, right? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, back in the days, Letitia, both Letitia and I used to talk a lot about webinars because we know that it's really not the webinar, the masterclass, the workshop, the live stream, whatever you want to call it, it's knowing how to present, mm -hmm. right? And it's the same thing that we're doing on TikTok. So I'm going to say that that's considered, you know, a skill set that you can learn. And no matter what's changing in the market, you'll always be able to present your offer, you know, share your stories. Have you ever thought of it that way? Yeah, I mean, absolutely true. I had a client who, you know, I went through the process and shared with her how to do like our anti-webinar and all the structure yeah. and everything. And this was like TikTok was kind of people were just paying attention to it from a business standpoint. This was like a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And she was like, OK, I'm going to do it on TikTok. And I was like, well, <laughs> but, you know, I try not to stop my clients from doing what they want to do. As long as they use my structure and framework, I'm like, just do it how you want. It's the reason it's called the anti-webinar. So she, she did it. She did it on TikTok and she like booked clients in her program. I was like, okay, great. So, you know, I guess it works on TikTok. So, you know, the platform, like you said, the platform really doesn't matter. It's just, you know, figuring out like Staying, stick, sticking with the basics and your foundation and then figuring out what works best, what works best for you. What works best for you. Yep. I agree. This has been so great. Okay. So I have my last question for you, which is, do you have any final tips that you would like to share um, that can help us along? Yeah, absolutely. So I will say one thing, which I'm sure you can agree with this, and that is to, you know, don't be afraid to collaborate don't be afraid to connect with other people that are in your industry, even if you guys might be doing something similar or you might have overlapping uh, skills or talents or even a potential overlapping client base. And that's one thing, uh, Miala, you and I, I feel like, you know, we've done since the very start, especially when we first connected. It was like, OK, we know that we're, we both teach marketing. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's some nuances. You have a unique selling proposition. I have a unique selling proposition, but we never were afraid to, to connect work and work together. Yeah. yeah. And we've done it several times. And one thing that I believe, and I, you know, people say all the time, Oh, I believe in abundance. I believe there's more than enough for everyone, but a lot of times their actions don't really match yeah, up no. to that. So that's what I'll say. Like if you, if you right now are feeling like their scarcity, or there might not be enough out there for me, like take the time to just reach out to someone who, you know, maybe you admire, maybe who's doing something that you appreciate and, you know, just let them know, like, Hey, I admire what you're, what you're doing. Yeah. Would you be open to having a 15 minute coffee chat and like really just having a conversation and, and continue to collaborate. Cause you know, I'll say one thing you might think that, you know, you're going to make it there, you know, quote unquote there on your own, but nobody wants to climb to the top of the mountain by themselves. Like who's going to take the picture of you? It's not as nice to take a selfie. 
that was a mic drop. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I made it. And then like, nobody cares because they're like, oh, but who's there with you? And you're like, oh man, now I got to get back down. So, you know, it's important to, um, to create connections along the way. And, um, you know, they'll definitely help you, especially when things kind of get rough uh, to have those people around you. Yeah, it's so crazy that that's what you, um, that's what your last minute tip was because literally every interview we've mm-hmm. been getting the same thing. So yeah. if that's not a sign that we're in, you know, that collaboration is where it's at and growing your network and genuine collaboration, right? Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things, one of the lessons that I learned from my mentor is that you should always want to be of service when you approach someone right? Never, mm-hmm. never attaching yourself to getting anything in return, just, you know, being a good, genuine person and, you know, the doors will open for you. And that's how I grow my business. And that's what I've gotten from you too, Tish. So yep. thank you so much for mentioning that. Okay, Tish, I just want to thank you again for spending this time. As always, it was amazing. Thanks for having me. It's <laughs> yes, always good to chat with you. you. Yes, and I'll chat with you again. See you guys. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the show. Your support means the world to me. Did you know that we have an awesome squad on Facebook called the Female Coaches Society? Yes, and we're all about community, collaboration, and connections. Visit us on Facebook at joinniala.com. And if you're loving the podcast, show us some love by rating and leaving us a quick five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps more people like you find the show. Until next time, remember, you are the missing ingredient. Now get back out there and start shaking things up. You got this.